Welcome back to the show. Today is a big day. It is our 50th episode, and I am kind of shocked that I've made it this far, (laughs) but also not because I really enjoy doing the podcast and I wanted to take a beat and just thank you, the listener, wherever you are, whether you're in your car or listening while you do laundry or working out or cooking in the kitchen. I just want to take a second and say thank you. Of all the podcasts in the world and of all the ways that you choose to spend your time, you've chosen to spend it with me in some capacity if you're a listener of this show. And that means a lot. I absolutely love this show and I'm really proud of what it's become. So the fact that I get to share it with so many of you is really big to me. To celebrate this milestone, I am giving away a complimentary one-on-one session with me. So if you've ever wanted to sit down and chat with me personally about your nutrition or your relationship with food or how to overcome things like binge eating, chronic dieting, food stress, whatever it is, or if you just want to chat with me for literally any reason, (laughs) now is the time to do it. To enter for a chance to win, simply leave me a rating or review, which you can only do on Spotify or Apple, and then send me a screenshot of your rating or review because I won't necessarily know that it was you unless you send me a screenshot. Then what you're going to do is email me that screenshot along with your first name, and you'll email that to Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, at yatesnutrition.com. So once again, to enter for a chance at a complimentary 30-minute one-on-one session with me, all you have to do is leave a rating or review of the show, send me a screenshot of that rating or review once you've submitted it, and then email me that screenshot at michelle at yatesnutrition.com and go ahead and include your first name in the email as well. Then once I get everybody's entries, I'm going to put them into a randomizer and pick a winner. All entries need to be in by February 11th, which is a Sunday night, so be sure you send me your entries entries by then. That way I can pick a winner on Monday and announce it on Tuesday's episode, which is the 13th. I will announce it in the show notes. I will also reach out to you personally if you actually did win the session and talk with you about how we can get it set up. I hope to see your rating and thank you again for being a listener. It means a lot and I hope that I get to chat with you in a one-on-one. Now let's get back to the show where I'm interviewing my previous client, Leanne. Welcome to Nourished and Free, the podcast, a show dedicated to helping you create a healthy and realistic relationship around food, your body, and all things wellness. I'm your host, Michelle Yates, a registered dietitian specializing in eating disorders and disordered eating, as well as health psychology. If you're new here, welcome to what might possibly be your new favorite show. If you enjoy digging into topics like nutrition and mental health, we talk about that a lot here. You'll love the show if you're interested in topics like eating disorders, debunking popular wellness trends, body image, food psychology, and any other challenges that we face today with our relationship with food. Be sure you subscribe so you won't miss when a new dose of Nourish and Free Magic drops. Let's dig into today's episode. So today I'm super excited to have my client Leanne on the show. She's going to talk about her experience working through Nourished and Free, which is my signature program. And I'm excited for you to hear her story. I think she's definitely relatable in a lot of ways to so many people. And I know her story is also unique in a lot of ways to the other stories that I've had on the show before. So I think this is going to be awesome. So thanks for being here. I'm super excited Yes, to have it's you. a pleasure. I was so excited to be able to come on here. So good. You're awesome. So fill the listeners in on how long it's been since you wrapped up your four months working with me. So it's been about a month mm-hmm. since we finished working together. Um, so it's actually been just about five months since I've had a binge. Wow. I, pretty much since day one, there was a few episodes of overeating, yeah. but 
no binging since the day I started the program. Amazing. And so walk us through before you started then, how often were, was the binging happening? Was that the main thing you were struggling with? Was there anything else? Kind of walk us through your relationship with food before. Sure, sure. So before joining the program, I was binging pretty much more days out of the week than not. I would like fast completely free from food for like anywhere from 24 to 72 hours. And then when I did allow myself to eat, I would just not be able to stop. And I was convinced if I could just stay away from food long enough, Mm -hmm. I could get a hold of the binging. Like it was the food that was causing Mm -hmm. the binging and it was the food choices that were causing me to binge. So I would not allow myself to have different kinds of foods even in the house because I couldn't trust myself around them. If they were there, I was going to eat the whole package. It didn't matter. Yeah. And it, I mean, it was probably, if I go back, like I was thinking earlier this week, I'm like, man, how long has it been that I would like my very first ever binge on food? Mm-hmm. I think my son was probably an infant and he's 15 now. Wow. That's a long time. It is. It's a long time. I mean, it would be stretches, periods of time where I didn't, you know, I did really well on diets and I'd lost, lose tons of weight on a diet. And then something would happen and I would be like, you know, what? I'm just going to take a break for a couple of weeks and a couple of weeks would turn into a couple of months, which would turn into a year. And the next thing you know, I'm back where I started yeah. and needing, in my mind, needing to go on a diet again because yeah. I gained a ton of weight right. when it was really never the issue. So I'm curious about like your thought process of, okay, if I just fast enough, then eventually this binge urge will just like kick to the curb and it'll be done. It'll be over with. Do you feel like some of that belief about this issue you were having with food came from your history with addiction? And I mean, the listeners would probably benefit to hear more about that part of your story too, if you want to share. On yeah, that. absolutely. Um, I actually, that's actually a really good point because I am a recovered heroin addict. Since 2007, I haven't used heroin. And in my mind, I was like, okay, you were able to quit heroin. You were able to quit alcohol, weed, prescription pills, like all of the things that I dabbled in. I was able to quit all of those things. How can I not get a handle on food? Yeah. Right? Like, how is this such a big deal? But subconsciously, there was this thought like, well... With drugs and alcohol, it's abstinence. If you abstain, you'll never use again, right? Like if I just don't pick up, there's a lot more that goes into not picking up. But that base thing is that first drink gets you drunk. That first drug gets you high. Mm -hmm. So kind of subconsciously in the back of my mind, I was like, well, maybe if I don't eat, I won't binge. Yeah. Which like... You're not wrong. Like not eating, you won't binge necessarily because you're not eating. But the problem is that you do have to eat at some point. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like food is not something you can completely abstain from no matter how hard yeah. you try. I even at the beginning of 2023, I participated in a spiritual fast for 21 days. And going into it, I had counsel from people that had done it before and they're like, Listen, you can't just go water for 21 days. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. You need to add a multivitamin. 
You need to add like a super greens mix. You need to make sure you're drinking broth multiple times a day with high levels of sodium because you will not make it and end up in the hospital if you go on pure water alone. Yeah. So even that is like, I did it. I completed the fast and then I managed to not binge for like three weeks after that I binged and Mm -hmm. the whole cycle started back over again. Mm -hmm. But it it can't be complete abstinence because you'll die. Yeah. Like your body needs food to fuel itself and to be sustainable. Yeah. So that's, that's so tricky when you are coming from an addiction background and you're so used to this abstinence model and then you are now struggling with what can feel like an addiction to food when you are struggling with binging. And so your first thought is like, okay, abstinence, but wait, but wait, I can't do this. So what do I do? (laughs) What do I do? Yeah. So what if I just abstain three days a week? Mm. Or what if I just abstain from sugar and carbs? Or what if I, you know, I did Weight Watchers for a long time. And what if I only eat zero point foods all day. And then I can have this huge calorie dense filling binge worthy meal at dinner time. Yeah. You know, is the different types of abstinence. It wasn't necessarily complete starvation all the time. There were definitely periods where I tried to eat healthier throughout my day, but it was, I was always abstaining from something. So how do you feel like these cycles of trying to abstain in different ways and dieting and all of that, but then still struggling with binging, what kind of effect and impact did that leave on you? I didn't know what was wrong with me. I really thought I was like losing my mind. You know, I would wake up in the morning and my first thought in the morning would be like, okay, when am I allowed to eat today? Mm. What am I going to be allowed to eat today? If I eat that, am I going to be able to stop? Like my first waking thoughts in the morning were always about food and eating and just feeling literally like I was just losing my mind and that it was an addiction and that I somehow had to break the addiction and everything I was trying, I didn't see it at the time, but it was making it worse. Yeah. It was making my um, obsession with food and trying to control my weight worse, right? So, I mean, physically and health-wise, my weight would fluctuate from really high to really low to really high to really low. And there was never a happy middle ground where I was just healthy. And I avoided the doctor because I either didn't want to be told that I was unhealthy because I wasn't eating enough, or I didn't want to be told I was unhealthy because my weight was too high. So I never went to the doctor. So there were so many different things from the, the spiritual, right? Like I'm a Christian and I refused to pray. Because I didn't want God to be disappointed in me because I couldn't be a good steward of his body that he gave me, right? Um, So spiritually, I was impacted. Emotionally, I thought I was going crazy. Physically, I felt sick all the time, whether I ate too much or I didn't eat enough. And then I looked at my kid and I'm like, what am I doing to him? Because he sees this behavior and he sees it as normal Mm -hmm. to go for oh, mom's just on a fast. I'm going to avoid her because she's hangry right now because she's fasting, right? But then to see me break the fast with a whole bag of Oreos, he thinks that's normal to sit down and eat a whole bag of cookies in one sitting. Mm. 
So you had that extra layer of guilt coming in about like, oh yes. man, what is this example that I'm setting for my son right now? Right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And not wanting him to struggle the way I've struggled for the better part of my adult life. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like I remember around the time that we started talking about having you join, you were in a pretty dark place, feeling pretty hopeless, feeling like, I mean, how would you describe that? I honestly had just started to convince myself there was nothing more I could do, Mm. that this was just going to be my life, fasting and binging, hopefully reaching a healthy weight somewhere in the middle, right? Hoping and praying that by fasting and, and maybe someday it would break off of me, the binging would. But having literally no hope because I tried everything. I tried Weight Watchers and intermittent fasting and then just full throttle fasting for days on end. And the keto, I tried keto for a while, but I like rice too much. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I couldn't do it. Um, What else? Oh, clean eating, right? Like reading every label to make sure that I wasn't eating anything quote unquote dirty. And <laughs> Such a scam. Uh, just, it was, I was like, I can't. And then my fitness pal was another one that I did. Um, calorie counting. Like I knew, I don't even remember anymore. I've completely washed my brain of all that. But I used to know how many calories <laughs> so were in fun. a grape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I used to know that. Yeah. And I used to be like, oh, well, you know what? I didn't run three miles today. So I really can't have those grapes. Mm. So when we first met, like, I remember I had prayed and like, God, I don't know what to do anymore. I can't keep living like this. Mm-hmm. I can't keep doing this. I'm miserable. I don't want to be around people. I was, I would avoid social situations if there was going to be food because A, I was either fasting and it would be too tempting to eat the food or B, I was restricting what I was allowing myself to eat. So is there even going to be food there that I can eat? Right. I'm not gonna be able to read the labels of the ingredients. Yeah. So I'm not even gonna be allowed to eat this food. So I was, it was just completely, just like an addiction does, was completely cutting me off from society and from God and from, and I did, I remember I prayed and I was like, I don't know what to do. I've hit a wall here, Lord. I'm just, I guess I'm just going to keep fasting Mm. until it breaks. And then I was on Instagram numbing, you know, numbing, scrolling. <laughs> so relatable. <laughs> That's what I call it. I'm like just scrolling, trying to not think about life. And this sponsored reel came up on my feed, and I was like, "Huh, that sounds just like me. She sounds <laughs> just like me." So I like scoped your profile, and in your stories, you had something about growing up Christian, mm-hmm. and having like a faith background. So I was like, Oh, Mm. huh, that's interesting. Maybe this is an answer to my prayer. So I started talking to you and it was a little, cause nothing else had worked before. So I was a little skeptical. I'm like, well, how is this going to work? And here I am five months later, been free. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, do you feel like, cause there was a lot of skepticism. There was even this feeling of like, I'm hopeless. How do I know that anything is going to yeah. help? Do you feel like it was worth finding a way to make it work? 100%. Yeah. 100%. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt if I hadn't, nothing would have changed. Mm. 
who knows what kind of what where I would be emotionally. Like I could have, for all I know, had had a broke breakdown or or, or something. You know, I don't want to put that on myself because it didn't happen. But yeah, where I was and where I could have ended up being had I not invested in myself through the program, I can't even imagine what that would look like. And like I think back over the things that I did, like over the summer, even. Like things that I would have missed out on. Yeah. Right. Like I took my son on a vacation, a week long vacation at the beach. And I never would have done that if I was still binging. I wouldn't have wanted to be seen in public. <laughs> like, yeah. And I sat on a beach in a bathing suit. Yeah. And, and you enjoyed ate. it, right? <laughs> yes. And I, yeah. yeah, I enjoyed it and I didn't binge. It's actually kind of funny that I'm bringing that up because. Just last night, I was moving some things around in like my little entryway mudroom and the cooler that we had brought to the beach with us was still in the entryway. I was like, oh, I can't believe we haven't put this away yet. So I go to give it to my son, like, hey, can you go put this in the garage? And it, when I picked it up, it clunked. I was like, oh, there's stuff in here. I figured it was just ice packs. I open it and I kid you not, there was still snacks from the beach in there. No way. <laughs> I was like, what is this? There's food in here that never in my previous life would have lasted a whole week, never mind yeah. months after. Like they went in the trash. Like I'm not keeping this stuff but yeah <laughs> old like, decrepit food <laughs> old, yeah like old it was like some chips and some yeah. like caramel popcorn or something but yeah i was That's like awesome. i can't believe that this stuff lasted mm. all the way through vacation and then months later i'm throwing it away because i totally even forgot that it was in the cooler I remember you sharing a picture from when you went on that trip and or to the beach and you were just like happy, you know, and you were like, yeah, I enjoyed this with my son. And before I would have been, I would have either not gone or I would have been too preoccupied by thoughts of my body or thoughts of the food. And my son would have been impacted by that and not experienced me as well and not had as much fun with me. And, you know, like it's, it, it was so cool to see that you mom was doing great, which positively then impacted your son. And yep. then you were both great. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it rubs off on. Yeah. We, sure. And there was no, um, there was no like Googling menus before mm -hmm. going to a restaurant. Oh, man, I, I shouldn't say there that. was no Googling menus, right? There yeah. was no Googling menus for me. It was yeah. mostly to see if they had chicken fingers. So my kid would eat yeah. something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, like, okay. Is there any, <laughs> do they have chicken fingers and fries? Because I really want seafood tonight. Mm -hmm. If they don't have chicken fingers, we're not going. Yeah. That was the only time that we really had to Google the menu was to see if there was something that he would eat there. It wasn't because I was checking for a healthy, not healthy, because I definitely still picked the healthier options just because that's what my body craves, right? Yeah. But I wasn't looking to see like, okay, what are the points values for these menu options, right? I wasn't calculating calories on my app to mm -hmm. figure out if there was anything. And if I did want to eat at this restaurant, well, I can't have lunch, yeah, right? I'm, I didn't not have lunch because we were going to go have tacos for yeah. dinner. You know what I mean? I still had lunch and I still had tacos. <laughs> Can't forget the time. And it was okay. <laughs> right? Yeah, and and it was okay. Was okay. It was the okay. world did not implode yeah. 
and my pants still fit. And, and something that you said too, that I think you kind of breezed over it. It probably just feels so natural to you at this point, but I know for a lot of people, it doesn't feel natural is that you were craving healthier foods. And I think that's like a side effect that a lot of people don't anticipate when they heal their relationship with food and they overcome binging and all of that is that now their relationship with healthy foods is also quite different and they're able to see it differently. And they still like now you can eat those foods out of a pure desire to, and because you're like, that actually sounds good instead of this need because of the point values, which then just you know, right. leads to a binge. Compounds later, too. You know? Exactly. How has that been for you to have not only a different relationship with the foods that used to used to binge on, but now like your healthy foods that maybe used to be your enemy a little bit because they were the only foods you could <laughs> eat, you know? <laughs> I might've shared this in the channel when I was in the group that a coworker had mentioned because my dad had been in the hospital and he was came home and he immediately started to clean up all of his snacks and junk food and he was throwing away all this chocolate and she's like, oh no, 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 bring it in and I'll eat it. I'll take it. And she's like, oh my gosh, that's my weakness. And I sat back because we were IMing on the computer and I sat back and I was like, what? Hmm. What candy can I not resist? And even now I'm like, I like different types of chocolates Mm -hmm. and I like candies, but there's nothing that I look at it and be like, oh my gosh, don't let me near that because I'll eat all of it. You know, I might have one just for the taste. Freedom, baby. But yeah, just like being able to to sit back and be like, holy cow, I don't have a nemesis in food anymore. Like I don't, I think it was right before, I call it graduating, right before graduating (laughs) the program, (laughs) I was cleaning out a cabinet and, you know, just there, I had this one really awkward cabinet. It's the corner one. Mm-hmm. in my kitchen and the way the door is it's just like it's deep and it's dark and stuff Easy just gets pushed get like yeah stuff gets lost all the way in the back and I was looking for something and I'm like moving stuff around looking for it and this package of ooey gooey bars that I used to get every week and I would there was a it was a package of four ooey gooey bars and I would cut them each into four mm-hmm. and I was only allowed to have a quarter mm-hmm. of an ooey gooey bar every day that was it. That was all I was allowed to do. And it was supposed to last two weeks. It never lasted it, two days, maybe. Yeah. So there much, was still so much for the cutting and the rules. Yeah, exactly. All <laughs> Out those the window. Rules didn't even matter. I all that time wasted anyway. cutting them up. <laughs> yeah. Such a waste. Um, but then I, I like pull it out. I'm like, what is this? And I'm like, oh my gosh. It's ooey gooey bars. And the date on it was April Ooh. of 2023. Yeah. And I want to say it was October when I threw them away. That's awesome. It wasn't April. It was June. It was June because I had them before I started to like the date, like that week that I started the program, my grocery run. So it was June. Yeah. And I threw them away and uh, like un- completely untouched and like no desire for me to even check to see if they were still good. Right. Cause they're so loaded with preservatives and stuff. They were probably still good. <laughs> but they, I didn't even check. I was I like, know. oh my gosh, these are four months old. Throw them away. Yeah. yeah but the old me would have would have questioned like, well, wait a minute. What if they were still okay? Yeah. Could I make this work? 
Yeah. Maybe if I microwave it, it won't be like a hockey puck. Yeah. <laughs> totally a thought I've had before. Right? <laughs> like maybe if I Felt microwave like a, it. Whatever I'll food. Like, I'll just microwave it and then it'll feel like it's fresh. It'll feel warm. <laughs> right? It won't feel. Right? And I mean, there were times in the past where I would get on a kick where I would decide that I'm going completely cold turkey, no more sugar. So I would go through my cabinets and throw literally everything away mm-hmm. and then like lay in bed at night wondering if it would be gross to go pull that half package of cookies out of the garbage. Like, would anybody see me if I did it at midnight? Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people that would relate to that. And it's like, I'm glad that you're saying that and talking about the eating in secret and then taking the stuff out of the garbage or the thoughts of doing that, because it's so easy to just feel a huge amount of shame about that. Mm -hmm. And like, Oh my gosh, that's, you know, I shouldn't be thinking that or doing that, but it's honestly so common when you're struggling with binging to have thoughts like that going through your head and to feel like this loss of control over yourself, you know? Yeah. So I'm glad that you don't have to deal with that anymore. (laughs) There were times where I did eat my son's candy and he knew I ate his candy. Mm. And there's some repair that's still happening there just this week. Mm. I don't even remember what it was, but he's like, mom, did you eat my whatever? And I'm like, no, like, I don't even, where did you even get that? Because I, did I buy that for you? Cause I didn't even know we had that. Yeah. Like, I can't even remember what it was, but it was like cookies or something. I was like, I actually honestly did not eat your cookies. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'm serious. I am I serious. Swear that is not a like, thing I anymore. Will, <laughs> that is not something that I do anymore. And, <laughs> but there is, there's some repair that has to happen. Yeah. And it's kind of similarly with addictions, right? Like yeah. it impacts the whole family and there's a lot of repair. And I used to sponsor women in AA and they would want instant um, reconciliation with family. And as much as our hearts want that, we've done a lot of damage. And and amends isn't just saying, I'm sorry. And amends is actually showing changed behaviors, right? It's saying, hey, recognizing, hey, I used to do this to you all the time. I used to eat your candy in secret Mm -hmm. and hope you wouldn't notice. Yeah. Yeah, I used to do that but I don't do that anymore. And I'm going to prove it to you. You can leave this candy here and it's not going to go anywhere yeah. unless you eat it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's a process because that trust has kind of been broken. Like I said, it's, yeah. he's 15 and the better part of his life, I engaged in this behavior. Yeah. And I'm sure that was scary too, to have that conversation with your son and be like, Hey, this is something that I was struggling with. But also like how much more powerful is it when you have that conversation and it's, it's coming from a place of I'm working on it though. And I'm taking the steps to repair this in myself and it will repair our relationship rather than a place of I'm struggling with this and I don't know what to do. And it's just going to keep happening, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's so much better to be able to sit and have a conversation. Like I'm, I'm working towards healing this. Yeah. I thank you for bearing with me while I'm healing this Yeah, and let's just work through this together so that you can know that I'm serious about this mm-hmm. instead of like all the times before where I would just eat his candy and be like, you know, I'll buy you more. It'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I'll buy you more. Yeah. 
instead of having to do that, it's just being able to have those open and honest conversations and then proving it by not eating all the food I bought for you. Yeah. I think that's like for any listeners who struggle with that, that specific piece of being honest with like, whether it's a spouse or your single mom and it's your kid that it's impacting, or if it's a friend or parent or whoever it is, just to encourage you that, that there's so much freedom waiting for you on the other side of that conversation. And especially when you come at it from a place uh, like we're talking about of, I am working on this though. And I am committed to not letting this impact our relationship anymore, which it is. If you're in someone's life and you have this broken relationship with food and with your body, that's like impacting you so deeply, whether you see it or not, there is a way that that is probably damaging your relationship with other people, even just in the way they experience you, if you're not very happy or whatever it is. And so, um, yeah, just to like encourage anybody that's feeling like a tug to start to walk in the light and talk about what they're going through and share that with other people. My hope and longing for you is that you feel the courage to do that and, um, that you're received with love there and grace there, because it is a sign of strength when you can talk about stuff you're going through and say, I'm working on it though, you know, and I'm, and then obviously do work on it. <laughs> right. You do, right. Do <laughs> you do actually need to there's, do the work. There's that piece. And there is, the, there's a component that when you're ready, like in this yeah. is something that I pulled in from, from AA. Like you don't like the first step isn't immediately to start making amends, right? You get to a place in your recovery with whatever it is you're dealing with that you can start to recognize what part you played and then make the amends for it and being willing to accept the other person's viewpoint, even if it's painful, Mm -hmm. right? Like me sitting down with my kid and saying like, Hey, you know, I know that I've not always been trustworthy with your snacks and I've not always been trustworthy just as a mom. And it's made you kind of question and, and maybe even, have a little bit of binge tendencies on his own because he's like, I need to eat these all right now. So my mom doesn't eat them. Yeah. Right. Like I know that that's happened Mm -hmm. I'm working on it and I don't want that to be part of our cycle and part of our relationship anymore. What can I do to make it right? Mm -hmm. And when he sat there and looked at me, he's like, just stop taking my food. That kind of hurt. Right. Because it was like, wow, here I am the mom. And I, my kid looks at me like I'm a thief. Mm. Like, just stop taking from me. Mm. That was painful, but I was able to be like, okay, all right. I'm not going to take your food anymore. And I haven't. Yeah. He's accused me of it. (laughs) <laughs> but <I haven't. laughs> you're still working on that. Still building the trust. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah, but that's the trust. That's like the crinkled paper, right? It yeah. never gets totally flagged. So powerful. There's so much good good stuff there. I I want to circle back a little bit to when you were talking about all of the diets you've done before and the fasting and trying to just like white knuckle and restrict away the binges, but yet you decided to do this. So what do you feel like, and now you see all this freedom, right? From the binging. So what do you feel like kind of from like a broad, if we zoom out, what do you feel like was different about this for you 
than the fasting and the Weight Watchers and the calorie counting. The big part of nourishing free, I think, working is the group. When you get pulled into the group and you're able to see, holy crap, I'm not the only one that thought that. Like, I'm not the only one that did this, like talking about pulling stuff out of the garbage, right? Like, oh man, I'm not the only one that's ever pulled half-eaten cookies out of the garbage. I'm not the only one that ever hid in the closet and ate a Snickers bar. Yeah. You know, being able to recognize that. Well, especially when you struggle with something that is so um, shame-based, it's, I think that, I mean, that's, I've had people be like, is this a one-on-one thing? Why isn't it a one-on-one thing? I was like, you know what? I honestly feel like it's a disservice to the client to make it just a you and me thing because I do see the healing that comes from being in community. And so I want my clients to have that, you know, it's so cool when you guys start to relate to each other and encourage each other. And I love that you loved that because that's what I desire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was, um, it was definitely one of the the best, best parts of, Mm. you know, all of the content was incredible too. all of the learning and all of the knowledge that I gained about my body, about food, how my body uses food, all of these different things um, were great. But being able to work through things in a group setting where other people either offer encouragement or this is what I do in that situation Mm -hmm. or have you tried this type of conversations instead of just having that dark silo, right? The yeah. vacuum where you're trying to do it all white knuckling. Cause that's my whole diet career was trying to white knuckle. There was a brief period of time where I did weight watchers with some people from work mm-hmm. and we had like a contest to see who could lose the most weight. Mm-hmm. And I was so proud of myself when I won, but mm-hmm. it wasn't in a good way. Yeah. And it was part of what contributed to my binging. So being able to to talk to other people virtually and hear their stories and be able to offer encouragement as much as receive encouragement mm-hmm. is a huge, huge deal. We were created for community. We weren't absolutely. meant to live life alone. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say if somebody was considering this process and they're struggling with binging, they're struggling with feeling like hopeless and um like they've tried everything and they're skeptical and they're like, I don't know. I'm almost just going to accept that this is my life at this point. Um, but they happen to be considering joining nourished and free. Do you have any pearls of wisdom for them or any thoughts that you want to share? If you're able just give it a shot mm-hmm. because I was very skeptical. Yeah. And even briefly, I was like, this, what if it's a scam? <laughs> That's like always a question. <laughs> right? Like I found this girl on Instagram. Yeah. You're very really similar to me. I would I would also like, be I mean, skeptics are welcome here because that is how I am too. I, I get was it. so and I was like Googling to see if you were a real person and oh, yeah. and yeah. you know, your business in where you live came up and I was like, Oh, okay. That Good. this is I'm real. Glad. I wanted it too. I want people yeah, to be able to search yeah. and know that it's real. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yates Nutrition comes up with Google reviews and information about the business. And I'm like, oh, okay, so this is a real business. Yeah. This is not a scammer. And honestly, if you're on the edge and you're miserable like I was, where you think you're losing your mind because you just can't seem to quit food, food's not the problem. Find a way to make it work and do the program because honestly, I think it's a God given gift to society that you're offering to women that are struggling with, with binging and, and just food issues in general. The first thing I thought of when I woke up this morning was not when can I eat? It was, oh my gosh, my dog is so warm in the bed next to me. I don't want to get up. That was my first <laughs> thought was that I don't want to get up right now because I'm so warm snuggling with my dog. Yeah, that's sweet. And I was like, wow, that is such a huge, huge freedom to not be totally consumed with thoughts of food, when I'm going to eat, how much I'm allowed to eat, and then be able to, like, I'm going to Thanksgiving at a friend's house. Never. Last year, the year before that, nope. Mm. I did not. Nope. I got invited and I was like, no, I'm sorry. We can't make it. Mm, you're, getting, you're getting those memories back. You get to now, like, go live. Yes, exactly. And, you know, there's a bunch of things that I would have said no to before, like Christmas Eve at another friend's house and New Year's Eve at another friend's house, things that I would have turned down because of fear what they were going to think of my body, fear that they weren't going to have food that I could eat, fear, just all fear, 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 fear. But going through the program Nourished and Free with you broke that fear mm-hmm. off my body, off my mind, off my relationship with food. I'm so happy. And it's, yeah. Yes. And I don't, the one, oh, the one other thing I wanted to mention, I used to punish myself with the Stairmaster at the gym. Oh, yeah, I did too. <laughs> right? Just I hate the Stairmaster. <laughs> I hate that thing. I actually, um, I exercise five times, five, six times a week, depending on time, but I have not gone back to the gym. Mm. Like I exercise at home faithfully. Yeah. which was never a thing before because it was always a punishment. Now I do it because I like the way I feel yes. when I'm moving my body. And it was probably the one of the best investments I've ever made in myself personally. Mm, so um, was I have no regrets. Yeah, I'm so glad to hear that. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. You're awesome. amazing. You. I'm so happy for you. Please keep in touch and let me know. I will. How you're doing thank you future. so much. If you relate to Leanne's story and you'd like to be my next success story and overcome binging, overcoming feeling addicted to food and finally break free from the chains of food guilt and shame and stress, then I'd love to invite you to apply for my signature program, Nourished and Free, where we can work through this together and help you come out on the other side in four months totally free from all of the above and maybe even be my next success story on my podcast. If that's something you're into, (laughs) I will put a link to the application in the show notes. And then I also wanted to mention too, that Leanne has her own podcast. She is, as she mentioned, a recovered heroin addict. And she was telling me a little bit about her podcast before we started recording. And I, I think it's one of the coolest things it's called recovered, redeemed and victorious on Spotify. So I'll leave a link to that in the show notes as well. As she shared earlier, she is Christian. So she uses that podcast to have a faith-based perspective on recovery and particularly the AA type of environment. And so I think that she has an amazing mission. And for anybody that's interested in that, 
definitely recommend checking it out because Leanne is very wise and wonderful and it's worth checking out. So I'll leave that in the show notes as well as the link to apply if you'd like to talk about working together. Mm-hmm.